everybody. This is Michelle with Mishmash. How's everyone doing today? I hope wonderful. I hope excellent. Enjoying the full full moon deliciousness that is upon us. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but uh, today I wanted to talk about gaslighting and this is all part of the narcissism series that I have going right now um before I jump into that I really wanted to kind of comment on this something that's kind of been coming up to me a lot um and it's an irritating but I do like it's an irritating comment (laughs) that I I find it irritating personally but I do understand the message behind it basically a lot of people feel that you know we shouldn't be we as a society as someone who is not a uh, licensed psychiatrist someone whose job it is to diagnose people that we should not be uh, quote-unquote diagnosing others and um like, I don't know what that means. To me, I take it as, like, we shouldn't be trying to figure out if others are have these issues, these, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you want to call it, but disorders or mental fucking, I don't know. This is probably why, because <laughs> we're laymen and we don't really know, but these mental issues. And I... I again I understand the thought behind it where it's like it can be very dangerous there can be a lot of misdiagnosing because you know you don't really know you don't you didn't go to school for um psychiatry and counseling and stuff like that so you just don't really know however I find it to be equally dangerous to not give people the freedom to kind of understand their environment and the people around them and I'm not saying that we should all be like looking at everyone trying to figure out who they are uh, in the sense to condemn them or put more space between each other and I don't know for me when I understand someone and that comes along with putting labels on somebody um, to be able to have a better understanding, do research and find out more about how they see things, how they're operating, what they're thinking, what kind of level they're thinking on. You know, it it allows me to understand them more and be able to work with them better. You know, it's never like okay, like, for instance, like, oh, you have ADHD, so you can't do this, I can't fuck with you, or something like that. It's more like, oh, you have ADHD, so, you know, and I, and I do this with my daughter, like, oh, maybe I'm not going to sit there and give you a 20-minute video to watch because <laughs> that might be a little difficult for you. Let me try to find something that makes more sense within your your. I don't know, mental issue or whatever. I keep saying mental issue and I wish I had the better word for it, but it's really not coming to me. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's that's what we should be striving for, being able to work with each other and understand each other. And that's why we need to know who everyone is in our lives and 
what they're working with, what their limitations are, what what their strengths and weaknesses are. And while I guess you could say that you can find those out without labels, at least for me, it's a lot easier with a label than like, I don't know, to me, it's just too much freedom to be like, okay, so-and-so, this is their strength, this is their weakness. It's a lot easier to be like, okay, well, so-and-so is autistic, and this is what autism what autism is, and this is where they have more difficulty, this is where they have more strengths, and I can cater to that, you know? I can work with that. It's a lot more easier to have those parameters and understandings. I also think it's very helpful in cases of abuse um, where you, again, can understand the other person and be like, okay, this isn't just me or, you know, they're they're probably lying or this is how things are going to work. I can't tell you how many times it has really helped me personally to understand the abuse cycle or a certain type of abuser and how they operate so I know that I'm not the one that's crazy or you know I basically have a better understanding of what the situation is it's very easy to dismiss a lot of things when you do not understand the other person where they're coming from what their motive is you know um what annoys me as well is this specifically for narcissism a lot of people like to be like oh this is the new hot word everybody's everybody wants to call everybody else a narcissist and that just can't be the case because it's such a rare um mental disorder and I don't know if you would call it a mental disorder whatever you would call it and I'm like I mean yeah but no yes but no (laughs) like yes because how do you get those numbers to know if it's rare or not you have to have a certain amount of a certain group of people go to a psychiatrist or someone who will actually diagnose you these people are not going to know the doctors are not going to know how many narcissists are out there if they haven't been diagnosed and they haven't been to a professional to be diagnosed. Now, is it likely that a narcissist will actually go to a psychologist to get diagnosed or get therapy or anything like that? I find it really unlikely. (laughs) You know, just the nature of who they are and how they operate and how they see things like they're not going to see something wrong with them so why would they go to a therapist and even if they did they're going to mask that they're going to you know manipulate and do what they do so the therapist just might not even under or notice that they might have a narcissist in their midst like I know for well I can't say for a fact A lot of this stuff really lines up with my ex, so I definitely think he's a narcissist. I did go to a therapist who was very unprofessional, (laughs) so, you know, maybe not the best example, but an example nonetheless. Um, We were talking to her about our relationship. She did not pick up that my ex was a narcissist or even abusive in any kind of way, to be honest. So, you know... it's it's you can't dismiss people's claims just because of a statistic because statistics are kind of short-sighted you know in certain areas of things like you know 
I guess that's all I'm trying to say. Like, we can't say that statistics mean nothing, but we can't also say it's the end-all, be-all, shut it down. There's only a certain amount of this, period, you know, like, and to get into a mini rant, <laughs> or no, let me just mention this, and then I'll I'll end it, and we can get into actual what is gaslighting, but... <sighs> I find it annoying that people never want to question science or question facts. That is how we grow. I'm pretty sure I've had this rant before. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, that's how we grow. We would have never gotten to the place we've gotten to in this day and age if we weren't constantly questioning what we thought we already knew. I really, really hate this attitude of you're dumb if you question the mainstream narrative, you're dumb if you question the facts, you're dumb if you're questioning science or anti-science. Like, no, I just want to make sure that what is true is true. And that should be all of us. We should all want to know that. We should always be questioning everything. What What is known to be fact and what isn't. And I mean, how many times, I mean, again, when it just comes to science, like this is how we got to where we are. But just in general, how many times did we think that we had facts and it shouldn't be questioned because this is just what it is and the top, most smartest people in the whole entire world know this to be true and it ends up not being true. You know, like that happens all the time. So I just, you know, I understand we're a lot more technologically advanced and we're a lot more smarter than we were, but that's literally been the case for all of time. (laughs) You know, back a million years ago, they were as smart as they ever been and most technologically advanced as they ever been. And we wouldn't have moved on past that if people weren't questioning what was currently happening, what we currently knew, and being like, maybe there's more maybe it's different maybe it's not exactly what we think you know so I just want to put that out there anyway I should just end the show fucking there (laughs) it's just something that really really irks me because I don't like this whole idea of don't question certain people or certain things and it's like that's ridiculous to me fucking question everything all the time um Anyway, anyway, (laughs) Um, let's get into gaslighting. So gaslighting is important to know because even outside of narcissism, this is something that's actually very common. And I'm sure that once you really learn about it, you'll be able to see it in every everyday life. Um, And God, I really want to get into a whole lot of like of my own personal thoughts when it comes to gaslighting, but I'm going to save that to the end of the series. It's going to be hard, but basically it's just, I feel like it's very normalized and I feel like actually one of the things, I feel like people don't want us to put a label onto things because then we'll be able to identify it. And if you're just like, here's a symptom of something, you're never going to know what that symptom means um, because there's no one wants to question or really assign a label to that symptom and be like, well, if you have this symptom, it's most likely this, you know what I mean? And I don't mean just like with um, any kind of illness or anything like that, just, (laughs) or sickness or whatever, but I mean like just in everyday things there's a lot of red flags that happen and people won't know what those red flags mean or what it could possibly lead to because we're not allowed to really question you know what I mean anyway 
I'll try to get off that topic. <laughs> but um, it is a major thing that happens with narcissists. They often gaslight. That's like their major tool. Um, so what is gaslighting? Gaslighting um, is a control mechanism. It's used... Uh, they use the okay <laughs> so in order to control you they use this psychological manipulation tactic known as gaslighting this means that oh my god that was such a weird sentence sorry <laughs> i'm reading my notes so this means that they would deliberately make you feel crazy or cause you to doubt your sanity in order to gain the upper hand this has led to the development of constant self-doubt during your childhood, adolescent, and present life. Anytime you have, you're being gaslighted all the time, you're going to constantly self-doubt yourself. And especially if it starts in your childhood, that means you pretty much, you, like, that's your foundation being, being built. So you're going to have that until you pretty much heal it, you know, for your entire life until you recognize it within yourself and you heal it. Um, where does this come from, the term? It's inspired by the 1940 and 1944 films Gaslight, where a husband systematically manipulates his wife in order to make her feel crazy. The term gaslighting is now commonly used to describe behavior that is inherently manipulative. Gaslighting at its core, core is a form of emotional abuse that slowly eats away at your ability to make judgments. Essentially... A gaslighter spins their negative, harmful, or destructive words and actions in their favor, deflecting the blame for the, their abuse and points the finger at you. This is often done by making you feel, quote-unquote, uh, overly sensitive or paranoid or mentally unstable or silly or unhinged and many other sensations that cause you to doubt yourself commonly adopted by psychopathic, sociopathic, and narcissistic types of people, gaslighting tends to eat away at you slowly until you realize that you're a shell of your former self. Um, I got this information from lonerwolf.com, so if you go to lonerwolf.com slash gaslighting, you will find this information um, and more. Which, you know, is not a scientific journal or anything like that. Um, I find it easier to understand... To understand stuff like narcissism. Honestly, any any mental disability or emotional thing. By finding it from different sources and not just like scientific stuff. Because scientific stuff seems to look at it from a very clinical point of view. And I will tell you, you know, in trying to get my kids diagnosed, it's been easier for me to understand what they have or for me to understand the things that I have and have been diagnosed with by looking at other other sources and being like, okay, this is what it looks like more day to day and not just a clinical view of it. That'll be harder for me to really connect with and understand. So, um, I don't know. I know a lot of people when it comes to stuff like this, they just want a very factual, uh, science-based, you know, facts and evidence. And I'm like, there is that. And if that's something that, um, you can understand and connect with 
then please seek that stuff out and have it help you. It does not help me and it's easier for me to explain from a more day-to-day emotional (laughs) uh, point of view of things, which, you know, again, I'm just not going to get that from a science site. Um, Anyway, just to explain. (sighs) And again... I don't know, I feel like I need to put a lot of disclaimers. (laughs) And again, I'm not saying that um, if you see this stuff in somebody, that they absolutely, without a doubt, are this, they are this thing. What I am saying that is it is abuse and it is toxic and you need to step away, whatever it is. And I, I implore everybody to, if it does ring a bell, do a lot more research on your own to see what connects to you, what makes sense to you. If, if you see that specifically this narcissism makes sense for somebody that you know, then you can look up on how to handle narcissistic people. And I find that it's helpful to know how to navigate in those ways as well. Um, but it, again, it's not to uh, diagnose in a scientific way or a more formal way. It's not to create um, diversion, but understanding. Okay. <laughs> and there will probably be more disclaimers along the way. Anyway, um... So, how to know whether someone is gaslighting you? Gaslighting is so harmful because it promotes anxiety, depression, and with enough frequency in our lives can sometimes trigger nervous breakdowns. So, the question now is, are you being gaslighted? So, here's some signs to know if you are. One, something is off about your friend, partner, son, daughter, mother, father, sister, brother, whatever, whomever, whoever this person can be. There's something off about them, but you can't quite explain or pinpoint what. Um, that's not something I can really expand upon. <laughs> Just if something is off. I will say I do tend to feel that way, but... I'm trying to think. I'm like, I kind of feel like there's something off with a little bit of everybody. Like, everybody has their own weird things. So, you know, I don't know. But I guess if there's something where it makes you pay attention to them and you're like, mm, and your your alarm is ringing, <laughs> your antenna's going up, like, just pay attention to other things. Uh, that goes for anything. Um, Two, you frequently second-guess your ability to remember the details of past events, leaving you psychologically powerless. What happens a lot with people who gaslight is... (laughs) So, for an example, what would happen to me a lot is I would be with my gaslighter. We'd share an experience, an event, a moment, whatever. I'm meeting somebody talking to somebody whatever later some maybe later that day maybe months from then whatever there will be a point where we discuss that same event and I'm like this is what I remember and they would be like no 
that's not what happened at all. And actually, this happened a lot with my mom, where she would tell me things, promise me things, say, I'm going to do this for you. And then when I'm like, hey, you said you're going to do this for me, she'd be like, I never, never said that. Never. Like, we would fight. We had so many fights about things that she said that she swore to me she never said. And I mean, <laughs> I it literally made me thought think I was crazy. And it wasn't until my husband, like, he would be there with us. And I'm like, later on, I'd be like, D, she said that, right? Am I fucking crazy? And he's like, no, she did say that. <laughs> like, I really wouldn't know. Um, you have that enough. And especially since it's still one-on-one. Um, if you don't have a third party, and usually you won't, they're going to do this when there's not other people to be able to confirm the story or their version of things. Um, you're going to you're gonna think you're crazy. Especially, they're going to be so hard on it. They're going to be like, absolutely, this is what happened. Whatever you said, that's not the truth. That's not the matter of fact. That's not how you saw things. Um, and they're going to be so certain of it. You're going to be like, oh, okay. I, I misconstrued that. I don't understand things. I didn't see things correctly. Like, whatever. You're not going to be able to trust your own memories. And your own experiences. The third one is you feel confused and disoriented. (laughs) Well, sorry for the extra noise. Yeah. uh, They're always going to keep you confused. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of part of it if you... If they're telling you reality is not reality, you were going to be very fucking confused. Um, It was really hard for me to be able to look back on my past relationship with my ex for that reason. Because when I look back on it, and even during it, I'm like, it was really just like fuzz. (laughs) It was just fuzz. I was really, really confused, disoriented is the perfect um description of what I felt throughout that relationship and much after it took a very long time for that to go away uh four you feel threatened and on edge around this person but you don't know why that's one thing that I've kind of uh picked up on and gotten used to that's my little (laughs) narcissism gut uh tell is if I get around somebody and I'm like oh I just don't it doesn't feel right like I don't know I do like you really will feel threatened no threatened in in a way that I don't want to explain it really the more accurate thing for me is like on edge I will feel on edge not everybody makes me feel that way I feel nervous around a lot of people because I have social anxiety but on edge is different and it's like watching what you say making sure like, I don't know, I'll just be a little extra more quiet and a little more observant. Like, I'm always that way, but definitely more. I'm like, I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> I want to hear everything you got to say. I'm not going to put forth anything. And it's not to learn about them, but it's like observing their ways to kind of see why I feel the way I feel. But also because I'm like, I really feel like if I say something you're gonna jump on me like that's something you're gonna take put it in the back of your head and use it against me later sure enough every time that I feel that way they are those type of people <laughs> um fifth sign is you feel the need to apologize all the time for what you do and who you are um yeah like 
they're going to make you feel like everything you do is wrong and basically who you are is wrong. Um, If you are curious about how this manifests, what this looks like, I would encourage you to check out the subreddit Raised by Narcissists. And I mean, I'm not saying go there and give insight. Please don't. I mean, if 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 a post connects to you and you want to be like, oh yeah, me too, that's fine. But I feel like it's so sensitive. It's really hard to deal with that kind of abuse. And a lot of people are trying to figure shit out and just be okay with who they are as a person. I really hate seeing people go into that forum or into that subreddit and be like, what you think is the case may not be the case. Like, we've been dealing with that forever. (laughs) Like, we've thought about that trust. You know, we've been told that. So it doesn't help anybody to go there and fuck with them and say you know better when you don't know anybody's situation okay so I'm please don't do that but just to have a better understanding of what this might look like for victims of this abuse I've really found a lot of people who just they do need to apologize all the time it's it's actually very common you you kind of I don't want to put this like you are made to feel bad for not being perfect pretty much like my mom and again this is common for narcissists but my mom would really make me feel bad if I didn't thank her for every single thing like it was really like I needed to wake up and thank her for being alive you know, is how she made me feel, um, and she would let me know, if she paid anything for me, she bought me anything at all, like a candy bar or something, I could not be fucking quick enough to be like, thank you, like, if I didn't say thank you right when the transaction was made, pretty much, um, she'd get on me for it yeah I mean honestly even to this day like I don't talk to her now but it that lasts throughout our entire relationship um and that's just something I kind of learned say thank you a lot before during after constant praise for something that they did for you that's the same thing with apologies say I'm sorry for everything before during after and don't ever forget the thing that you did wrong you remain sorry for the rest of your days for whatever that is um and I mean I feel like the thing with narcissists is they really try to make you the type of person they need you to be they want total control over you so when you are yourself and it's not what they want you to be and especially they don't have control over it, they're going to make you feel like shit about it. And they're going to make you feel like you're less than for it. And you are going to be, like, very unsure of yourself and hating yourself and seeing yourself in a very negative way. And again, it's just this, I, 
this this picture of perfection that you need to meet but of course it's their idea of perfection that you need to meet so like you just have to throw yourself away entirely and become who they think is worthy that's what you're working towards so you can get the love (laughs) uh six you never quite feel good enough and try to live up to their expectations and demands of others even if they are unreasonable or harm you in some way so that's pretty much what i was just talking about (laughs) uh seven you feel like there's something fundamentally wrong with you Uh, for an example you're neurotic or are losing it yeah I mean that's kind of the whole thing with gaslighting (laughs) is it is that what I want to say you feel I mean like I definitely know that to be true (laughs) but I'm trying to bring it to gaslighting and not necessarily narcissism you feel like there's something fundamentally wrong with you well I mean like this is a thing that would frustrate me and I didn't understand it as gaslighting at the time despite the fact that I had heard the term and I had read the definition I just didn't really understand it um you're constantly being told you're wrong and I'm I mean that without exaggeration. It would frustrate me to no end because it would literally be like, a good example is if one day you're just sitting and you're like, hey, person, hey, gaslighter, (laughs) the sky is blue. And they'd be like, no, it's not. You're wrong. You're so stupid. It actually doesn't have a color. It reflects that right? So, and especially me where I'm like, I need to learn people. <laughs> um, I'd be like, okay, great. That, that's the answer. Okay. And so then two weeks from now, I'm sitting with Gaslighter and I'm like, hey, the sky's not blue. It just reflects whatever, whatever. I don't know the scientific behind the fucking sky, but but I know it's something like that. It reflects whatever, the sun or moon or whatever. I don't know fucking know, but whatever. It's not actually blue. And then the guy thought I'd be like, you're so stupid. What the fuck? Look out the window. It's blue. How could you say it's not blue? You can sit there and have an intelligent conversation or no (laughs) argument I mean and by intelligent I mean with all the science and facts and everything with with them and you can have that and it doesn't matter (laughs) you're always going to be wrong this has happened so many times I've played so many like games like I've tested I've tested this out so many times just to see if the other person would switch up their answer or their story how they see things and without fail every fucking time every fucking time they would no matter what I said no matter what they said if I say exactly what they say they're gonna say the opposite (laughs) it doesn't matter I will bring that up to them and be like hey you know that last time we had this argument you said this and that's why I'm saying this like no that didn't happen (laughs) like okay you can't be right and it will make you feel like there is something fundamentally wrong with you they will tell you that you are constantly wrong and 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 I mean this in every single way um whether it's an emotion you're feeling you're wrong you shouldn't feel that why are you feeling you're a baby 
<laughs> have had that said to me. Um, whether it's mental, can't argue facts. Nope. Nope. No, no, no. <laughs> that won't fly. Whether it's physically and how you look, um, you know, from small things to big things, you, you're just, you're, you're wrong all the time. Uh, and that will absolutely make you feel like there's something wrong with you all the time. Yes. Uh, number eight, you feel like you're constantly overreacting or are too sensitive because that is what they're going to tell you if you have feelings or thoughts or opinions. Don't have feelings. <laughs> um, uh, nine, you feel isolated, hopeless, misunderstood, and depressed. So you're dealing with this all the time. You're having pe- someone constantly tell you that you're wrong. Um, everything that you're doing is wrong. How you see things are wrong. Your your entire being is wrong. Um, <clears throat> you're too sensitive. Like, you really can't make any right moves in whatever you say, think, feel, whatever. Um, and even more so, <laughs> I mean... This is with gaslighting, yes, but I feel like even more so with narcissism because usually they have such a good mask, they have such a charming personality or really, really nice personality to the outside world, so good luck trying to say that, you know, oh, this person, they're they're abusing me, uh, people are going to think you're crazy, they're going to say you're wrong, and you just don't know, you know, they're really going to add on to the gaslighting and abuse, and it does feel very isolating and hopeless and you will feel misunderstood because you are misunderstood um it is so soul sucking is like the best word I can think of to be completely vulnerable with somebody and share your soul and have it be completely dismissed and told that you're wrong like that kind of just sucks the air out of you that that warps the life out of you it just takes it out um especially growing up with it I feel like you know I feel like I'm trying to think you know I definitely experienced that with my ex but I think for me it was easier to be like I don't know, it's easier to to be like, you could be wrong, or you can step away from it, you know, versus growing up with it, you're, that, that's your reflection of who you are, you know, your parents are the reflection of who you are, so, like, if you have parents that, even if you don't feel pretty, they're constantly telling you you're pretty, and there's ways you can internalize that of course and it doesn't register but it will stay within you that like yes you're pretty now you're growing up and you just expose your soul and heart to your parents and they spit on you for it make fun of you for it laugh in your face tell you you're wrong you shouldn't feel the way you feel you shouldn't think the way you think you shouldn't do what you do. Um, I feel like there's just no words for how damaging that is. 
period, <laughs> I guess. Um, <clears throat> 10. You find it hard to trust your own judgment. And given a choice, you choose to believe the judgment of the abuser because you're always wrong. So you can't go by what you think. It doesn't matter about what. You can't. Yeah. And I'm telling you to to this day, I said this before, but to this day, like, I will question myself all the time. It is really hard to break out of that. Even for simple things. <laughs> like, Cheerios or Honey Nut Cheerios? I'm like, I don't fucking know. You choose. I can't choose. I'm going to choose the wrong thing. Um, Eleven. You feel scared and as though something is terribly wrong, but you don't know why. I don't know why I'm trying to think of how to expand on that. I don't know if I can. So I'll just go to the next sign. Uh, 12, you find it hard to make decisions because you distrust yourself. So that goes with sign 10. 13, you feel as though you're much weaker. You're a much weaker version of yourself and you were much more strong and confident in the past. Um, That could be true. Personally, I can't relate (laughs) because it's always been there. Uh, That abuse has always been there. So I I've never had a stronger, confident, or confident self. Uh, 14, you feel guilty for not feeling happy like you used to. Again, can't relate, but I'm sure that is the case. 15, you've become afraid of speaking up and expressing your emotions, so you stay silent and sad. Um, I learned that real quick. <laughs> I definitely have. Uh, and actually, we were just, I was talking about this on that Reddit forum that I told you about, um, where people were kind of talking about this, and I recalled the last, and I, I've told this story before, but it was like the last time I decided to tell my mom, it'd be like, um, open and honest with my mom, be vulnerable with my mom, and I told her that I thought I had um, an eating disorder, uh, binge eating, and I was addicted to food, and she laughed in my face and said, that's literally impossible, um, and made jokes. <laughs> um, I, that was the moment where I was like, oh, okay, don't tell her anything. I had definitely learned that beforehand. I did, didn't talk to her much. I didn't, like, I would never go to my mom for anything, um, and you definitely learn to be very self-sufficient when you're growing up with like with that. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's but the you know you I at least for me I definitely try to give people second third million chances. So that was like one of that was like the last time where I was like oh okay not you. Um, and I definitely learned that with my ex too. And I don't think there was a point where I was like, okay, I'm done. I had already been kind of conditioned to just be quiet and I kind of knew how to do things, <laughs> so to speak. But uh, I would occasionally try to like um, dip a toe in and see how truthful I could be, how, how much of myself I could be. And I learned that like, no can't <laughs> so I, I zipped it up real quick um so let's see I want to get into this or do I want to make this another episode because it's getting kind of long um 
I'll leave it at this and then I'll make a part two of this gaslighting part because the next thing we'll go into is tactics used by the gaslighter and I think that's really important to go over but um I hope this was helpful um and you just you're learning about gaslighting and what it looks like so you have a better idea um if you guys have any questions comments or suggestions feel free to email me at this themishmash at gmail.com and uh please check out my facebook and instagram at mishmash podcast i love you guys bye